never doubt that a small group of thoughtful committed citizens can change the world indeed it is the only thing that ever has said margaret mead on that note with our spirits held high i am here on behalf of connector sri orbindo college to kick start our brand new venture of podcast entitled as bowl sc i welcome all of you whoever is right now connected with us be it through our youtube channel or spotify i duly extend my warm heartfelt regards to all of you before starting with our today's bunch of intricacies that are queued up let me acquaint all our audience with the background of inactors ssc and definitely the whole of inactors at large now what started as a group of students propelled to register their college on the prestigious list of inactors in the year of 2016 is now an umbrella of change makers with a strength of 50 plus members and volunteers with some of its well ideated and stimulating projects over the year inactors ssc successfully carved its way to the top 12 projects in the world inactors is the world's largest experiential learning platform dedicated to creating a better world while developing the next generation of entrepreneurial leaders and social innovators since 2003 inactors india has been shaping next gen leaders who are passionate about taking social entrepreneurial action to create a better india currently inactors successfully runs in 110 plus colleges across the country with a network of 4720 plus students 270 plus projects and a mark of life touched through these projects accounts for a humongous 7 lakh 80000 plus being said so i am rudrani datta from inactors sri orbindo college and will be your host for today's podcast and you are listening to bowl ssc bowl ssc is going to be a podcast which will entail intriguing talk shows interactions and discussions on topics ranging from environment to entrepreneurship and much more we will be having eminent personas with all of us who will carve the way out for a young audience to gain a much deeper perspective on various topics as the famous phrase goes today's world is shrinking and the direct implication of that is there is no such field knowing about which will be of no use to you every topic is meant to be unraveled every stone is meant to be turned being said so we are here to embark on this journey through this series of podcast being the very first episode of bowl ssc we are extremely privileged to have one of the most eminent personalities in the field of skill development we have with us dr tp shashikumar who is better known as an educationist and someone with an ocean of knowledge on almost every topic out there his academic life is a gamut of diverse disciplines starting from phd in mathematics to llb ms in psychotherapy and counseling and a mba degree as well apart from his jubilance in the field of academics he is infamously sought after as a teacher someone who instills the skill of learning in his students from being a space scientist to a professor and now the founder of the organization for shiksha wherein dr dps is in a mission of spreading teaching and learning as a skill he is filled with knowledge 
well known as the Acharya in the modern world, who strictly believes in the methodology of lifelong learning and the ideology of Gurukuls, we have him today to instigate all of our listeners and viewers with the idea and importance of sustainable development goals, or better known as the SDGs. We are honored to have you here, sir. It will be really great and a pleasure to start on a note wherein you can explain to us the essence of sustainable development goals at large. Thank you, Rudrani, for the nice words. And I must thank all those who are involved here for giving this opportunity. I welcome all of you and uh, wish you a good learning. I am one who wanted to invest little of my time left in my life. As one of the greatest poets of Kerala, late Kunyundi master, whose birthday happens to be today, 10th May, 1927 he took birth. I was part of discussions on his messages. And once he said, as just now Rudrani was mentioning, a small change should begin with one person to a small community around them, which can make large difference in the world. I am 100% sure all those students who are part of SAC, Sri Aurobindo, whose message was a great message in Indian politics. Probably from politics, he went to spirituality. Probably only one person. Otherwise, Mahatma Gandhi and all has traveled along with the politics and spirituality together. Or maybe an applied spiritual man was Mahatma Gandhi. Aurobindo had left mostly his political activity and then jumped into spirituality. Vivekananda was one was a spiritual leader for political activities in the country. He predicted much, much earlier than Congress could think of independence in India. Dalai Lama is, we don't know whether to call him as a spiritual man or, say, or a politician. They go hand in hand. So many people come in mind when we think about Aravindo. He was a great philosopher. And I'm sure the students of Aravindo in connection with the enactus activities, what is being planned. When Tarishi contacted me, I never knew where the connection was. How did she land it upon me? But I was jumping into this, agreeing for a talk. That was the first talk on the podcast, which is planned. On a very, 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 very important program like Sustainable Development Goals of UN. And it is 2015 to 30. That is the time frame in which UN plan to have it. And we are discussing it probably after six and a half years. And uh, officially adapted by all the 193 countries, which is one of the programs of UNGP. UNDP was almost 170 countries, I think, where the motto was eradication of poverty. And almost my age, 56 years, 
UNDP is working in this field. And today, when we ask a question, did the UN and UNDP could achieve this? Or did the poverty increase in most of the part of the world? Or are we looking at the GDP to gain? Probably India is trying to be in the, the four country clubs. And that we think is the development in the world. And we are celebrating Yoga Day. And India's status in the wellness is much worse than most of the best countries or the neighboring countries like Pakistan is much ahead of us. And are we talking about the better life index or the GDP or the other indices which talks about us? And is it not good enough which was started by UNDP and all other countries? Or do we need another index under the uh, sustainable development index? The other day, I was talking on a movie which just released last month. That is Seaspiracy. I'm sure the audience who have not seen that movie must see that movie. Conspiracy is, which is a very known word, but the movie talks about Seaspiracy. The ecological balance in the world is not from the 30% of the earth. The land weren't probably 20% of that 30% which is very, very small, which is occupied by the so-called developed nation or maybe the greatest cities. But 70% and more are in water and they control the climatic conditions in the world. And therefore, ecology of the sea is much more important. And when we talk about what happens on the land, when I drink a glass of water, I'm drinking only one glass of water. But when I drink one glass of milk, you must remember the animal which was producing that milk is also fed and it is gallons of water and the tons of food which I am consuming by one glass of milk or probably one plate of meat which we serve to the public. So therefore, the per capita, the per head consumption has to be computed with the bigger mathematics, a complex understanding. And it is not the gross national income per capita. GNIPC, which is in tandem with GDP in most of the countries, because the wealth is in the pockets of free people. And the large chunk of people are in poverty in most of the countries. That is why the wellness index, we are very poor. For example, India is very poor, but we are going to be probably from sixth to third in the next 10 years. That is what at least we aim. China also aim. America is also aiming. But look at the happiness index, whether the common public is happy or not. That is where probably the relevance of the sustainable development comes. But then you look at the movie Suspiracy or Cowspiracy. Another one is Cowspiracy, C-O-W, Cowspiracy. And in which the meat eaters are being blocked up. You can see the sustainable development, the word sustainable itself is a big question. Who should sustain? 
with whose name we should sustain what is that word sustainable means is it really an adjustment between me and my neighbor what is his intention what is his motive if we don't understand our neighbor's requirement and say for me to sustain i need air conditioner for my servant maid to sustain probably they need a mixi so the word sustainability itself is a big question when we compare the first country probably sweden denmark finland these are all the best country in the sustainable development index i think we should connect this with the wellness index and uh, the per head human capita income which have and look at not the gdp at all because why we say this because you look at the gdp united states and china which in the sustainable development and the wellness index are at the lowest rank less than 30 Um, America, I think, is around fifty. India is around one hundred and twenty or so. Whereas Somalia probably is one hundred and sixty, uh, and Africa is one hundred and sixty around, right? So you compare the GDP and see we have richest people in the country, most richest persons, but we have the majority of people at the poorest stage. Are we going to make these? a balanced state in which we share things is it possible that is where no poverty everybody is poor the rich man is also poor poor for his own purpose his hunger is for maybe fame so therefore he say i am poor i am much less i worked with one of the richest man he used to use calculator every day and then compute and he will say when i will become seventh richest man in the world because they every time they think that you know and can we have a zero hunger totally inclusive world where the good health and well being can be given i think that is where the sdgs priorities it is not the gdp it is not the climate actions and all come quite large but that doesn't affect a person who is really starving for food right so we need we need to know what is to be prioritized where equality is to be given what are the major problems of the poor men the largest group of people in the world that is probably where the un it is not development it is not a progress these are two different indices the progress is entirely different from development we have huge and nice roads but we don't have the food to provide to the people who made the roads i keep saying when we have five star hotel in which we eat in air condition we don't think about those people who are in the field eating with the half clean hands in a small dabba where he is eating his food right and that is what is providing this rice on our table we forget those people do we have a mind to have this in our plates to think about the partnership the partnership not with the countries to countries it is not with the political party to political party i'm sure they will fight always there could be a lot of problems but can we connect at least there can be a social life which can be defined by 
and intellectual thought and emotional attachments. Can we have that connection so that physically we are not able to meet? None of you, either Rudrani or the people who connected to me from the college is physically known to me, but digitally I am talking to them. This is a world where we can do a lot of change by connecting using technology. So we have great opportunity in the world to change the quality of education, which were unaffordable. The unaffordable lifestyle, which have divided the cities and the small villages. Now, today, can we have these facilities to support them? Because medical system can be digital. The world can go every activity through connecting to people all across the globe. But understand, when we talk this, I used to go to Northeast, the Ichanagar as a capital from Arunachal Pradesh, I go to the China border. At least five years back when I went, also I know, electricity is only for namesake, no electricity at all. When a flood comes, all the small um, electricity which is there for few hours also will be collapsed. And internet facility, I keep saying when I send a message, one BSNL wind can take the message and I have to wait for the next wind to come to receive my messages. It is not at all connected. Maybe to travel 20 kilometers, I take two and a half hours because bridges are not there across the great river, the only one voracious male river which makes the life very, very, very bad in those states. And when I go there, I remember young children like 9th and 10th class children will come and touch me and say, I want to touch you because I want to go home and tell my parents that I touched a Indian space scientist. Understand the word Indian because they think that is some other part of the world. Because the connection between those people to the other close cities, even Calcutta or maybe Delhi or other metropolitan cities which we talk. Now today I live in Hyderabad, probably one of the best cities in India, where we have got every person. We know that a lot of people from Northeast has to travel across different parts of the country to get educated. That is because we are not able to give sufficient education system. New education policy came, it's only policy, but I don't know how many of them will get really into practice. So we have great goals inside the country to get established where it is not the policy, the sustainable development index and the goals which we have and to measure such indices where it is one of the projects of UNGP. It is how we are going to implement and what we will do to take it across to the whole public because it aims every citizen in the world every citizen in the country, every citizen in the states, every citizen in small place, either city or village, each panchayat or taluk, without a discrimination, will that be possible with this new advent of technology, advent of new century? Can we make this happen? That is the biggest question. I think this is what I wanted to 
give us an introduction about the goals of UN and sustainable development. Thank you so much, sir. I think so. I mean, all our listeners and viewers must have very well comprehended what is the general idea behind SDGs. Because you have provided us with a very subtle way of critically analyzing the UNDP goals. So, sir, at this juncture, I would put forward this question directly. Are these goals, mainly the UNDP goals that we are very much interested in, are these mere aspirations? Like, what is your take on this? Are these some kind of exorbitant aspirations? Or in true terms, are these, are right now, might turn into the realities in some point of time? Or these are some kind of aspirations that we have built on. So what is your take on that? When India became independent, probably we should start looking at the colonial countries joining together as commonwealths. Or probably when the UNDP came in 1965. Now the new proposal of one great project. 2015 we started. Now probably how much population in our country knows about these projects is a big question. I am so happy. That's why I jumped into this. I am so happy a student's community looking at it and discussing it probably because of some effort from different voluntary organizations. But then is it good enough? A 15-year project being discussed after half of its time, right? Is it good enough for a human for thinking about what he planned to do when he becomes at the age of 30? Or do we have to inculcate the spirit of starting in the beginning? So we are too late in thinking about it. Now we have a great reason to say, yeah, we thought about it. We made it into five-year plan. Now five-year plan is not there in the government of India. We have Niti Aayog, in which there are a lot of programs being planned, which are all taken by the developmental goals which are proposed by this name. But then 21st century is a different style. Earlier, we could talk about centuries. 100 years is a great plan program type. But I'm sure we now don't talk about centuries, 21st century, 20th century to 21st century went too fast. Now what has happened today? Now we have decades running faster, probably as fast as centuries in the last centuries. Because 20th to 21st we went faster. Now third decade to fourth decade of 21st century we are running now. Is it good enough to run in this small snail movement or do we have to have the actual paths defined well in a very, very, very critical time like fourth industrial revolution is coming. We have World Economic Forum suggesting something. There are a lot of parallel things are also provided. Now, when we talk about the 5G in the country, which is part of fourth industrial revolution, which wanted to connect to the world. Understand, we have not connected even with the 2G, nearly 60% of our country today. Now, what are we doing? Is it realistic is the question. Yes, we all want things to be in real. But is it real in only our mental status? People think about it. There is a saying, I think and think and think and become thunk. And does nothing. Right? 
nothing much is achieved in six and a half years therefore i don't know are we going to achieve in next eight and a half years we have great things to say one year we lost one and a half year we lost we don't know how much more we will lose because of the pandemic i'm sure this was the most best suitable situation in which to shake hand with the poorest of the poor nations the poorest of the poor people because this is when they really require something right there has to be some reason for shaking hand between people and i was so glad when this pandemic came because for last one and a half year i could reach from one place to another place with different topics to different people at least intellectually able to think and then share with the people i am not physically able to do much but i am sure there are a lot of people who can contribute physically there are a lot of people who can do emotionally there are a lot of people who can do intellectually so a social change will happen only when these things happen together the last two years we had a lot of trouble but i think we don't know when we are going to change this world for a better physical movement but since government has taken about it we had great scope and we had great realistic views by the niti aayog when it was taking this forward but what happened if you look at it government missionaries work along with the politics whenever there is an election whenever there are elections not one election right we have many elections coming in sequence every political fellow every government party who are supposed to be involved in development activities are not in development we only hear in news only political party actions winning losing fighting between them no governments can work at the central government alone in indian situation we need to have state government but when elections is lost at state and to center is ruled by somebody else there is a lot of war between them therefore what we lost is the development activity vigor is not seen as they had vigor for political activity i think the focus is not changing from political to development most of the political party doesn't have anything to speak in developmental activities also they have only politics to speak they have only color to speak they have only region religion caste different uh, vote banks nothing on development i think the discussion should go along with the developments what is provided by the un for the development of the people has to be the token and has to be taken by people who are voting them if that happens i am not only talking about india it also happened when trump and biden it never happened in the earlier american politics probably there was i don't know how many young people heard about vajpayee's politics when vajpayee was opposition leader he never spoke against the prime minister he had full respect and after an election when vajpayee by accident became the prime minister he himself forgot that he was the prime minister and he was addressing the opposition leader who was the previous prime minister and looking at her he was telling bahumana pradhan mantri ji then he realized oh it is not she it is me who is the prime minister you can imagine a person who forgets the status and thinks about the country thinks about the 
activity which is supposed to do. We had such great leaders. I think we have to make such leaders. At least the concern should be to have that political activity among the youths. Otherwise, I don't think this is going to happen because they're all good in. There is a great saying in government you submit a big report for development. Immediately, the minister will write there. If it is written in English, he will say Hindi. That's it. So, another five years will go. Right. So, I think we have to change the system of red tapes and we must make activities which public will take in hand. Then only it will work faster. All right, sir. So, it is very well understood that we have a very long way to go and how politics is something which is really going to have an effect on the effectiveness of this SDGs. So, so on the same line of question, as anything related to the environmental targets, like we get to hear about multilateral environmental treaties or even the UNDP goals for that matter, time and again there have been much allegations made on how these are not really optimal for the developing or the underdeveloped nations. So, for the current goals, which has been given the timeline of 2030, how well do you think India is doing? I remember I was part of government when Prime Minister Manmohan Singh was in power. I was deputy director in his office. I remember when the Kyoto Protocol, the global warming, were always cursing the developing nations because our missionaries were old, our vehicles are old, we are polluting the world. I remember a great argument made by Manmohan Singh saying that you look at the population of India and look at the pollution which we make and divide that and see per capita pollution by India. Do the same with other countries. Then we will see India is not at all polluting this world. That's a great argument. But I am sure the world did not hear that properly. The development index always had a lot of contradiction. They wanted to target the developing nation. The developed nation wanted to put all the burden on us. And there was a great bad message which has pumped in by the global warming and we have changed all our normal bulb into CFL bulb. But I am sure the richest fellow never replaced one bulb with one bulb instead of one bulb he replaced with 10 different bulbs. We have started checking all the vehicles here but we never cared what happened into the, uh, the Kuwait's oil wells burned by the great nation putting bomb there. We are not worried about how the sea is getting polluted. When a war happens, how much pollution is run. You know, one tanker runs for one kilometer, whereas our vehicle can run, motorbike can run 70 kilometers per liter. And when we need a certificate, I don't think there is any pollution control board which installed a lot of checking systems in the on the roadside. Show me one vehicle which did not get a non-pollution certificate because it's all the way of fooling. Every person is contributing every six months little bit of money 
in the name of the global pollution control, which is totally and impractically unwanted situation which we created in the name of the international rule which is getting implemented in this country. But not all countries have implemented this. What happens when we wanted to get a signature from somebody, we will have to show that we are also doing something. And that show actually is penalizing the public. This is what happens to most of our projects. The projects, we understand some way, when it gets diluted by the relationship between me and somebody else have to get sustained, that is worth the sustainability. I have to make a relationship handshake between them. So give a Nobel Prize for somebody who is making one movie on global warming. That's how Al Gore got a Nobel Prize for that. And that movie became very famous, which is one of the most stupid movie. Because immediately after that, the British television came with a 37 scientists interviewed beautiful documentary movie, The Great Global Warming Swindle, which is most stupid word which global warming we say because it is not that you will know when you look at the movie called the cispiracy or cospiracy it is not the small wood industry which is running something or maybe some uh, small industry which is polluting the world which is creating lot of trouble the natural forest the rainforest is being replaced by the oil palm trees these are all done by business people the great business people still flourish. Whereas the poor man with one small basket traveling on a motorbike is getting penalized. This is how like a traffic police punishing people. Whereas the great scam people run away from India to UK and then asylum is given there. And we talk about sustainable development, political problems. This is where we need to understand the reality in the field what we need to do. If that can be understood, I'm sure we can do much better. Thank you so much, sir. So this is very well understood that how the differences lie between a common man and the so-called powerful people here. So, sir, on the same line, the next thing that I would like to know from you is that these UNDP goals, which are given the timeline for 2030, are somewhat the modifications and a better modified version of the Millennium Development Goals that was given for the timeline of 2015. So, sir, could you just let us know how successful was our nation to achieve the MDGs by 2015? And I ask this question through the lens of a common man. How successful we as a nation was in achieving the MDGs in the year of 2015? Now you look at um, probably India. As a country, we have taken, when it comes to UNDP or maybe sustainable development goals, millennium plans, India jumps very fast. Probably the World Economic Forum, most of our previous prime ministers from the starting gave beautiful lectures. And by name, we have got Sabka Saath, Sabka Vikas, Sabka Vishwas, so many programs, right, where people planet, prosperity, what else is there? I think the partnership and the peace. So five peace. When we wanted to have development, we thought about all these as part of governmental activities. Earlier also I told you, it is not the central government which wanted to implement, can implement things. 
in any development program, it has to run through the state government. There are a lot of mainstream players. There are a lot of intellectual people who think about with advisors in different uh, chief ministers. We am from Kerala, basically. We have a chief minister who has got maybe 17 advisors. I don't know what, what a chief minister will do with the 17 advisors where they are all given with a, a position almost equal to a cabinet rank, a minister's rank. They will be also be eligible for pension. Whenever we have different plans, we recruit a lot of people. We recruit a lot of old fellows who experienced different people. What is their experience? Delaying things, not doing anything. Most probably that's what we do. Right. And we don't know how to manage with our system of administrators. Same way, we don't know how to manage with our resources available. What the sustainable development is, the distribution of the resources which we have, almost equally well. You look at India, we have got a lot of poor people. But if you look at the percentage of food waste in India is almost 40 percentage. There is a great saying, I remember it was Sheshan, who was once upon a time with the Department of Space. He was the election chief commissioner, probably uh, your age group, where all college students may not even know him. But you ask your parents, the election commission became famous only when Sheshan came into election commission. Otherwise, election commission was not even known to public. He showed that there is an election commission and they have greatest power. And he also contested for president's election, but failed miserably. He was telling once, he had a lot of association with the scientific communities of India. Department of Atomic Energy, Department of Space, in all these places he worked. He was telling, we don't want these rockets and atomic energy. We want to know how tomato can be preserved for 10 days. Do we have science for this today? We don't have. Imagine. India is a country with a variety of food available. Sujalam, full of water. Supalam, full of fruits. But then we are not able to distribute water. We are not able to distribute food. We have a solution for this. Do we have beautiful places where the food can be stored? Do we have the trade patterns inside the country at least? If that can be established with the technology and the people, I'm 100% sure this can be done with the great entrepreneurship ability which the children, people who are around. Otherwise, we may talk about such products, but half of our markets are dirty with old food, the thrown away waste. We have make in India, but what we make in India is probably the agricultural product. We don't have a good distribution system for this. We have skill in India, but we are not using the skill of the youths. We have digital India, but I told you we are not connected mostly well. We develop a lot of good software for the rest of the world, but our software is which wanted to connect to people doesn't work most of the time when it comes to the government situations. I'm sure this coordination is what is required this collaboration is what is required. This welfare trust between the people and the political parties and the government at a different levels, local authority, 
to the union government is what is essentially required for a great path forward in this. That's what I believe. All right, sir. It was really insightful to hear you and your detailed description has definitely made the sphere of SDGs and understanding SDGs much clearer to all of us. As a last question or more of a closing remark, if you may say, what would you prescribe or basically say to the people out there? How can the common man make a difference in achieving these goals? We as a student right now, you said that how are you and the children also in all your course can be put into effect. So what is your piece of advice for the common man? I think the transforming world should not happen with people like me who are above 50. Probably the most powerful people are between 15 to 30. If up to 30 you have not thought about it, probably we can extend it from 30 to 50 for some more people to think about it. Therefore, the sustainable development is a transformation of our world in the next 15 years. That was the aim in 2015. Now we lost few years. Can we have up to 2030 for the next 10 years, say? What can make a difference? The quality of education, it is not learning, it is understanding the problem. And that will come only when you discuss. Take all the bad experiences which we had in the old generation and take a oath that you are not going to take it forward in this way. Make a direct impact, a decent work for the economic development of the next generation. That means the largest community, nearly 500 million people who are living between the age 15 to 25, say, they are all spending only $2 per day. That is their survival. Because they depend on their parents, they have their houses. Their elders may be spending maybe $10 to $15 per day. At an average, the poorest of the poor. If you take an average, above 15, above 50, that is what? Above 15 to 50, probably you need $2, $3 per day only. What are the aims of these youth? who are probably 90% of the developing country has got more than or approximately 2 billion youth. India itself has got, you know, we have got more than 300 million, 350 million, I think, the youth. Whereas the American population is less than that. So you can imagine if American can be that powerful, if Indian youth decides to do something, how powerful India can be? And it doesn't take more than 10 years. But it needs a change in their focus. And how it can happen is the biggest question. That needs a lot of blessings and maybe a lot of mentorship from the elders who had a lot of experience. But tell them you have no power. I was thinking about a university where only elders who doesn't want salary will teach, who doesn't want any honorarium will teach. But all the youngsters can come and learn. That was my great dream of a, uh, like an old university system. Can we have such a regional five, six universities where people can come and learn? What can be done to develop this nation? 
I remember 150th birth anniversary of Vivekananda. I brought out a book which is called The Raising of India by the Rays of India. The Rays of India. The Rays of India is the youth. Vivekananda always had a lot of trust in the, the muscles of the youths. And those people can have raising of India, can lift India up. Where, what they should do? They should have a vision. The vision can be shared by older people. Look at the mission, what the people are doing in the, around the world and share that to others. A peer group learning system. Share all that what you have. You imagine all you youth who have the largest power, we say 25 to 30 percentage is youths, but less than 2 percentage are the people who are ruling you in the parliament around the age of 30 or 45. Less than 20. No, you are the people who are voting them. So what is that we can do to make a difference is the question. At the age of 18 or less than that, in developing the countries, girls are getting married. They don't even have their own independent youth look. They become old by young itself. The youth priorities are always education, employment, entrepreneurship, health, and should change to governance and participation. And if this change can happen, not family, the youth should think about what you are discussing now, the sustainable development goals. And that discussion will not take anywhere because as soon as you get a job, you become a family, you become so selfish as your parents were. And you will only think about where my child has to get admission for LKG and teach them up to PG, LKG to PG and make them get married and then that continues. That is where the social system was ever thought that it is more stronger when we think about a family. That is what India's strength we call. But then we lost in the way of not thinking society, not able to spark the youth ability from the friends, from the family, from the purpose of self-life to the public. If we can share that, I'm 100% sure we can share this across. Therefore, I suggest you the five pillars of the development. One is politics judiciary, then the press, and probably the discussions which we happens in the education system and the awareness which we get in the public. So get into press to get to this awareness, get into judiciary administration, try to be in the government service with the greatest public cause, not for me to gain. That is where the corruption starts. When the administrators support politicians, corruption starts. Without administrators support, no politician can do corruption. So I'm sure the youth which have much wider thoughts enter into politics. I want the representation. There are a lot of fighting for the woman reservation in the legislation. Why not the youth reservation in the legislation? Why every party cannot have the political system should have the reservation which are less than 30, less than 45, based on the population of the country. I'm sure that should be the decision which is taken so that there will be a powerful leader 
to govern what is happening in the authority at the lowest level, in the panchayat level, municipality level, taluk level, district level, goes to state level and the nation level. A well distribution of youth in the public life. That is what is essential. Where people should understand politics is not bad, administration is not bad, judiciary is not bad, business is not bad, press is not bad. And if this can be cultivated in the youths, and there are great roles to be played, it is not working with some NGO for some time and then leaving it. You have physical ability, emotional, intellectual for a social change. But then get into the Maslow's principle, the last say self-actualization. Get those people who decided that I don't want anything. One of the greatest beauty of India is we have people who doesn't want anything. We had Buddha asking why did he do this? Because he don't want anything. He want people to be happy. You ask Aravinda why did he do it? It is not for his selfishness. He doesn't want his politics for Mahatma Gandhi. Vivekananda never wanted his people to be improved. He want the whole world to be improved. So that nature, that is spirituality. That is practical spirituality. And if that can be implemented, Loka, Samastha, Sugino, Bhavandu, you imagine all the 17 points of the sustainable development goals is one, one chanting which we had. Not for chanting alone, for practicing. Loka, Samastha, Sugino, Bhavandu. Let all the people who are sitting with me and eating be peaceful. Let all those people who are learning together with me be peaceful. That is what is our Upanishad mantra, Upanishad chanting, Upanishad prayer. Let that happen. I am so hopeful with the youth being in action. Discussing like this. Tomorrow is going to be much better than today. Thank you so much once again, Dr. TPS, for your worthy time. I'm sure that our audience will surely incorporate your piece of advice in their personal lives. We hope to hear from you in the near future as well. Ending on a note with the saying of great Swami Vivekananda indeed fulfills the aim behind this podcast. That was it for today's episode of Bowl SSE. Reach out to us with any questions, suggestions and recommendations. Our podcast is telecasted on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast and our very own YouTube channel, Inactors Sri Aurobindo College. You can reach out to us on our official social media handles as well. See you all again next week, Tuesday, sharp at 8, with yet another interesting topic and yet another eminent guest. Till then, take care. Signing off, your host for today, Rudrani Datta. Until next time.